Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Last time we watched as Dante discussed Florentine politics and the nature of time with Farinata. Today, in Canto 11, we watch as Dante and Virgil rest near the grave of a heretical pope and discuss the structure of hell. Dante's Inferno, Canto 11. At the extremity of a high ridge made of great rocks broken in a circle, we came above a crueler thing. And here, at the horrible crowd of the stench breathed from that profound abyss, we recoiled to the cover of a grand grave, where I saw an inscription that said, I guard Pope Anastasius, him that Plotinus dragged from the straight way. Our descent must come a little late, so that our sense at first a little used to the sick breath won't then as much regard it, so the master. And I said to him, Find some recompense, that the time not pass lost. And he, You'll see that I've thought of that. My son, beneath these stones, he then began to say, are three smaller circles, one below another, like those that you've left. All are full of ill-spoken spirits, but that the sight might then suffice, understand how and why they are constrained. Of every malice that accrues hatred in heaven, injury is the end, and each such end constrains another whether by force or by fraud. But as fraud is the evil proper to man, it more displeases God, and so stand lower the fraudulent, and more pain assails them. The first circle is all of the violent, but because force takes three persons, it is distinguished and contained in three gyres. Force may be disposed to God, to self, to neighbor. I say to them or to their things, as I will show with open reason. Death by force and dolorous wounds may be done to a neighbor, and to his holdings ruin, arson, and damaging theft. So homicides and all who rage with evil, despoilers and plunderers, the first ring torments all in several herds. A man may put a violent hand to himself and to his goods, and so in the second ring must he emptily repent, who steals himself from your world gambles and melts his faculty, and complains where he ought to rejoice. Violence may be done against the deity, with a heart denying and cursing him, or one disparaging nature and her bounty. And so the smallest circle seals with its size both Sodom and Cahors, and whoever scorns God with hearts, tongues. Fraud, which mortifies each conscience, whether used on a man in his trust or on him who bore no such faith. This latter way seems such that cuts the chain of love that nature makes. So in the second circle nest hypocrisy, false honors, and those who affect magic, falsities, robberies, and simony, panders, barriters, and similar filth, the other way fails to oblige that love that nature gives as well as that added by the special trust of faith. Wherefore, in the least circle, where lies the point of the universe in which D sits, each traitor is consumed in eternity. And I, your reason proceeds clearly enough, and well enough distinguishes what possesses this abyss and its people. 
But tell me, those of the thickened bog, those rushed before the wind, those the rain beats, and those clashing with such acid tongues, why are they not punished within the burning city, if God holds them in wrath? And if he does not, why are they so styled? And he to me, why does your genius so stray into delirium? Or is your true mind thus pursuing other wonders? Do you not remember those words with which your ethics draws out the three dispositions heaven doesn't wish? Incontinence, malice, and mad bestiality? And how incontinence less offends God and calls down less blame? If you well regard this thought, and recall to mind who those are sustaining penance there beyond the wall, you'll see well why they are divided from these fallen ones, and why divine vengeance strikes them with lesser torments. O sun that heals all sight disturbed, you so content me in your solution that it pleases me to doubt no less than to know. Still, turn back a little, I said, to where you said that usury offends the divine bounty and resolve the tangle. Philosophy, he said, for him who attends her, notes, and not in one part alone, how nature takes its course from divine intellect and its art. And if you well heed your physics, you will find in a few pages that your art, as much as it can, follows as the student to the master, so that your art is as God's grandson. From these two, if you recall to mind Genesis at the beginning, it falls to men to draw life and to be abundant. And as the usurer takes another way, he disparages nature herself and her followers, then places his hope in another. But follow me now that the turn pleases me, for the Pisces are darting above the horizon, and the wane lies over Chorus, and there a little way descends the cliff. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. Please subscribe, and feel free to reach out to me via email, Facebook, or Instagram to learn more. See you Tuesday for Dante's Inferno, Canto 12.